We are always so excited to hear from a new expecting mom. Today, we chat with journalist and news anchor, Maiti Interiano Zidane, who is expecting her first baby. Today, we'll talk about how she's preparing and how she's feeling as she's months away from meeting the love of her life. The nerves, the excitement, the joy. This conversation will give you all the feels about motherhood. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. This episode of Motherish is presented by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Working moms know that life's not always going to be picture perfect, but it's those real everyday moments that make parenthood so awesome. The first ever Toyota Grand Highlander is loaded with features to help you embrace every adventure. It has a spacious third row, roomy enough for an adult, a 12.3 inch multimedia touchscreen, a hands-free power lift gate, and ample cargo capacity. It even has seven USB-C ports and 13 cup and bottle holders. So finally, the kids might stop bickering back there. Embrace your family's unique journey. It's pretty grand. Toyota is proud to partner with us to present this conversation with Maitin Teriano about being a new mom. Hello. Hello. Did you get emotional reading that? No, not yet. Oh, I know. I'm fine today. Today I'm like, I'm on a strong, <laughs> I'm on a strong feeling calm and good, good vibes mode. Not that emotional is bad vibes, but like, this is not my vibe today. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling great. And we're matching. So like, we, we've said this before, but like Pamela and I don't coordinate like what we're going to wear. We just kind of like leave it up to destiny. And today we're matching, which is like, I feel like it's going to be a good motherish day. I know. It's like we're ready for a photo shoot. Which yes. I and I, I just want to say that I'm, you know, no one's probably going to watch this part of the video, but I am holding a Stanley cup and like, I feel low-key embarrassed right now about it, but it's okay. You know, well, you know this. I got a Stanley like two years ago for my birthday. Look at her. Look at her no, as brag. a birthday gift, <laughs> as a birthday gift for my friend on free. I've loved it ever since. I never imagined it was going to become. Like, now everybody has it, <laughs> and I've moved on to the Owala. <laughs> That's the next one, guys. Owala. Um, anyway, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, our guest today too. She's a dear friend. So me um, too. Me too. I may get emotional. You, for, of course. For disclosure. Yes, I think I met Mighty like maybe nine years ago. She'll confirm. But it was a long time ago. And you know, she's one of those people that all I ever had to say and all I ever thought was like, she's so sweet and she's so nice. And like, all I ever thought was like, I want good things to come her way. And now to see the way that her life, you know, the, the path that her life has taken, is just, it's so nice. And I, it makes me really happy. Yeah. So. So let's start with our motherish moment of the week. Go for it. Okay, so I'll start. So um, I have this routine where I usually always take Ford to school in the morning. And then in the afternoons, sometimes I could pick him up and sometimes I cannot because of work. So he always, when I, when I drop him off, always looks at me and asks me, like, can you please pick me up today, mommy? <laughs> I know, it breaks my heart. So when I actually can pick him up, I promise him, you know, and he's big into promises now, which mm -hmm. is like something that I don't take for granted. So he looks at me and goes, okay, mommy, but promise you're going to pick me up. So I look at him and I go, okay, baby, I promise you, you know, mm -hmm. because I go, unless something happened, but I'm, I promise you I will be here. 
And my, his teacher tells me that when he knows that I'm going to pick him up, he like is in such a good mood all day. He, like, she Aww. could tell the way he carries himself, like that he he's holding on to that promise. I don't yeah. know Oh my god. So she was actually deflecting no. her vibe on me. <laughs> no, and actually this came up actually in the conversation during my, my church group. We were talking about like the promise of God and the promises. And like those things matter to us. Like when we hold on to a promise, like when someone that you trust and you love makes a promise, like it, it really has a lot of weight on it. You know, so that's why I don't like to lie to him. When I don't pick him up, I tell him, like, mom is not going to pick you up. Abu or Dada or Nana, whoever's going to pick you up. But I, you know, I try to be honest with him. And when I do make a promise, I hold on to that. Mm -hmm. And I realize that it really makes a difference, like the way he like, and, you know, interacts with his friends, the way he's like learning, like his teachers, like he's always like in this good mood because he knows that mom's going to pick him up. So just, you know, a little reminder that our words matter. matter. That's your favorite, one of your favorite phrases. I know, it's true. Words How sweet matter. is that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, but that's like also a lot of pressure for you because like you know that it makes such a huge impact on him and you I can't. Know. I know, and anyone who looks at me and I look at him and I go, I, I promise you. And yeah. it's like it's, you know, it's a, it makes it a bigger deal than it is, but it's, yeah. it's a big deal for him. So I'm trying to honor that. Okay. Well, in a light note, um, I had a fabulous day getting Victoria ready for school today because she was really tired. She went to sleep super late. And, you know, this will make or break the day, like, period. And so she woke up and she's like, I hate school. Ah! She goes, how much longer do I have to do this? And I couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, you haven't even started. Like, you, you're not even in kindergarten yet. Like, and you were already at this level. Also, like, whoever said that in front of her? Like, where does this come from? And she's just like, it's so exhausting. School is so much. And I'm like, it's uh, so funny. Okay. The other day, Fawn was like, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. Oh and my I'm like, God. What? And I remember that I had told him, if you want to be a doctor, you have to go to school. Oh, wow. You don't want to be, you know? So I think at that point he connected like, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to go to school. I'm like, oh my gosh. You love your school. And I love when he loves going to school. But yeah, I know. He just wants to cuddle and be in bed with me. And Victoria told me today, because uh, I asked her, I said, well, if you don't go to school, then you can't learn. And then it's going to be hard for you to like do other things in your life. And like, you can't live here forever. And she goes, yes, I can. I'm like, okay. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to break her heart just yet. You know, like I hate the morning routine. I always say this. It's been good, though. It's been like if they I feel like if they go to sleep at a good time and they're not tired, they're different people. It's as we are, because at the end of the day, small children are humans. We are all humans. It's the same. It's funny. If we don't eat. We don't sleep. We're in a funk for sleeping. Yeah. I don't know, maybe like. 20 minutes later than he usually used, you know, goes to bed. I'm having to wake him up in the morning. Yeah. He usually used to wake up like, I don't know, like 30 minutes before seven o'clock. And now I'm like seven fifteen, seven. I'm like, hey, let's we go. Have to go. We have to go. <laughs> and then he's annoyed that he's eating breakfast in the car. But I'm like, okay, like, and then he doesn't get it. I'm like, if you wake up early, you got breakfast. And he's like, hmm? Do you, ever, do you ever forget a yogurt in the car? I probably have. It's brutal. It's, it's, it's brutal. Disgusting. It's brutal. Oh my God. Anyway, Mighty, thank you. I'm here taking notes. You know, absorbing as much as I can. But yes, very excited to be here with you both. I love you both. I admire you both. I doubted when this moment would come that I would be able to share a motherish moment. I'm a fan of your podcast. So it's exciting to see this come true. And I can just share that my motherish moment is every single day just knowing that I have life inside of me. But I truly believe that one of the most special moments for me and for my husband is at night when I come back from work. 
tired um, and I get to lay in bed. And I didn't realize how, for me, it's exciting to feel my baby move. But when I lay in bed and Anwar gets to put his face like close to my belly and actually talk to the baby and it starts to move, how that connection just becomes. So he was telling me, you know, how I get to experience so many things, but I cannot put my forehead or my cheek on my belly to feel her through the, my face. And he's like, she actually gets to touch my face. You don't get to feel that. So I think that's like very special how, you know, we are building these bonds as a family and we both look forward as much as, you know, we're tired to have this space and time to talk to a baby and enjoy it. That has to be one of the sweetest motherish moments ever. <laughs> that was really, really beautiful. Because it's true. Guys, you know, usually your your partner doesn't get to experience or, or bond beforehand. Like we experience that throughout the pregnancy. You feel them inside. It's it's very different. But They always say like many, it takes them a minute to connect and you know, the baby is born and they're looking at it and they're like, okay, like I know I'm, I love you, but also I don't really know anything about you versus you. This bond is so connected, literally connected, yeah. you know, Ooh, that's yeah. so interesting and such a beautiful way for him to start bonding. Start bonding. He says eh, they're going to be twins. So I'm a little scared of that bond and But I'm excited. You know, it's very nice to see that that he's looking forward to this baby as much as I am. So why don't we start? Why don't we start with the journey? Um, how many weeks are you? You know, are you ready? What are you expecting? And um, and was it has it been everything you ever dreamed of? Motherhood has been my ultimate dream. I think I've been very lucky and blessed to have been able to fulfill so many of, of my life goals. But this was one that was always in the front of my my list with a big question mark whether it was going to happen or not. But this last year, year and a half, two years, God has surprised me in so many ways. And when I thought that I was happy, content, fulfilled, I was in a relationship that actually became a formal relationship that took me to marriage. I thought, well, this is, you know, a lot of what I've always asked for. And being able to become a mother so soon has been, you know, a blessing. I am 27 weeks into my pregnancy, so half, a little bit more than halfway through. I try to explain because I still don't get it myself, but I'm like, I'm 27. It's a total of 40. And, you know, the date is around April. So, yeah, so the, then you, you get to do the math. But I... I've had an excellent pregnancy. I mean, my expectations of what it was, I didn't have any. I had just experiences of friends, but mine has been incredible. At the beginning, we had many emotions, mixed emotions. We had, obviously, we were overjoyed, but we had fear. It, there were risks. We didn't know what was going to happen, but we trusted God and His plan. And weeks continued to just go through and evolve. And here we are. And We've been able to have good care and good contact with my doctor, checking up on the baby as much as possible and, you know, taking care of myself as well and, and trusting that this is God's plan and, and it's been going through and, and I'm excited to be more than halfway through. They say that this last part of the pregnancy goes by very fast. So I'm trying to to do as much as I can, prepare, rush, get her room ready and just enjoy it as well. That's amazing. Has anything of your about your pregnancy so far um, been surprising to you or anything like unexpected that you're like, wow, I never thought I would feel this or experience this? To be quite honest with you, Karen, the changes you go through your body are incredible. 
you know, we know that women have and are able to to bring life and hold life within themselves, but just to live it, it's it's amazing. To see my body change in such a way that there's no explanation to it, you know? Some things are shocking, you know, a pigmentation of your certain parts get start darker and you're like, what's going on? But it's incredible how your body is doing it. And then I guess it's just like, magical how everything starts changing like my priorities are different I feel like I'm a m much more patient that I am enjoying the moment that I'm present so it's something that to me it's come to soothe my life and just enjoy it and I know that that's been a, a gift that my baby has brought to me I feel like her pregnancy feel like the way she speaks feels very similar to what I think you and I both were in our pregnancy, which was very like calm. My mom would always tell me, she's like, you seem like I obviously I didn't drug myself, but she's like, why are you so zen? And that was like, I don't know. I was like extremely easygoing and just happy and chill. And I mentioned before, before we were recording, like my house was being remodeled and I was just like, la di da, like everything. Um, but I'm getting that same energy from you, just very like overall grateful. And that just kind of like trumps everything else. And there are those moments when you get like overwhelmed and tired. And, but I think the, Overall, the feeling is sad. And for me, it's also a lot of gratitude, just knowing that this is happening and that this is coming and then that I'm being able to live this. So anything else comes second, third. And I just live the moment of, of gratitude, of experiencing life within me. And I think that's why these conversations were important because when you're like in the middle of like other seasons, you kind of tend to forget how grateful you were in that moment. Like, I, And we talked about this before, Karen and I were so... We love being pregnant. Like yeah. we truly did. Like I always say this, I've never felt more beautiful than I ever have than when I was pregnant. I honestly felt like, like you said, Maite, like, oh my God, I was just so in awe of like my body and like what it was doing. And when Ford would kick my belly and it was just like, I wanted to be in the moment. Like I wanted to freeze time in that very moment, you know? And I had a lot of those moments where like, I just wanted to be so present and kind of just like, oh my God, I just, I don't want it to like, you know, move past it. And I remember when I was getting closer to my due date, like I really didn't want to not have my belly anymore. And the fact that he came a little earlier also was like, oh, but, but I'm so happy to hear that you're also soaking it all in. And I think the, the mentality of gratitude and, you know, and being so, so thankful to God for what you're going through really does put everything else in perspective. Okay. How about nerves? Is any, what makes you a little nervous? I think I'm, I'm just reading and listening and doing as much as I can. And it's a little overwhelming, I have to admit. I am afraid and a little scared of birth itself. I am hoping and planning to have a natural birth. And you, you get mixed feelings when you speak to people. Some people say it's, you know, a walk in the park. I was there for hours and it was fine. You have horror stories of women who've been there like 48 hours and couldn't give, you know, natural birth and had to go to C-section. So just that moment I'm, I'm afraid of. And a little fearful of whether I'm going to be strong enough. But I, but I, I was going to say throughout the journey, my and my daughter has taught me that I can, I am powerful, and there's a lot of things within me that I don't even know. But she's going to help me, and we're going to work it out together. This is a little bit fearful the moment itself, and then breastfeeding. I guess it's something that I really want to be able to do to give and share with with baby um, but at the same time I, I hear that it's painful so I'm starting to you know 
understand that and also having lactation a lactation consultant and getting as ready as I can. But at the same time, I trust that once I'm there, it's going to come naturally in the sense that I have to let it be and just enjoy it. So I guess those are the two main things that worry me at the beginning. And then, you know, obviously there's fears of being able to to be the mother that maybe my baby deserves, uh, being able to juggle with, you know, time with my husband, with work, etc. So one thing at a time, I cannot overwhelm myself. You're doing the right things. You're like prepping enough, but at the same time, you're actually, I feel like and what I'm hearing is you're kind of like letting go to like, okay, when that moment comes around, like I'm going to trust the process. How was it? And I know I'm asking this because I know how close you are to your mother and to your sisters. How was it finding out that it was a girl, you were expecting a little girl? It's been beautiful, Pam. I... For me, when I found out I was pregnant, I didn't have a preference whether it was a boy or a girl. But when I found out it was a girl, at that second, I knew I didn't want a girl. I guess my husband wanted a boy and he's been very vocal about it. And he wanted a boy and a boy and a boy and a boy that he was been so, you know, he wanted it so much that I started thinking, yeah, well, maybe a boy is not a bad idea. I have friends that have boys, Pam included. I'm like, that's cool to be a, a mother of a boy. And then I get to be the queen of the house, blah, blah, blah. So I was getting used to the idea, but I have a, a sister who's 18 years younger than me. So I've had the experience of what it is to have a baby girl and dress her up and play with her, etc. So I've fulfilled that part of my life with my sister, but it's not the same. So when I knew I was having a girl, it took me back to how I felt excited to have a, a girl. And that's how I feel now. And I think it's for me, it's having, you know, a little piece of me, a little girl. And then for Adelaide, it's going to teach him so many things about raising a girl, which he never even imagined he was going to be able to do so. But I know he's going to be the best that he can be because he's loving and, and he's excited. And, and it was very interesting that not long ago, he's we were just talking and he's like, if the doctors, by some reason, made a mistake and they now tell me, boy, not a girl, I would be upset. So I was like, all right. So, you know, we're all now in the same mindset that we're going to have a a princess with us. That's so cute. The way you talk about a girl is like so amazing. And I really hope you get to you get to do that. I think I also kind of imagined it that way. But then my daughter was born and she was like, I don't like this. I don't want to wear this. Like, you know, Victoria has a lot of personality. And I think that it's also like if you happen to get that instead of like a girly, it's also amazing because you see this like fierce personality and you know that they're, I mean, princesses are also fierce you know but like they're going into the world like like full throttle and you're like I like it I mean equally challenging but amazing also I just love to see the bond between like daughters and the way that your mom Karen is with Victoria and just like yeah. that generational yes uh, sisterhood and you know between mothers and daughters I just think it's so special it is it is I want to grow up <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to grow up. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. What I'm hearing from you also is like just very open to everything and open to learning and stuff. And I, the only thing I will say, which is my one uh, unsolicited advice, um, is to be flexible and dynamic. And you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that, you know, you hope to be the mom that your daughter deserves. And like, this is where I always, it gets me here. But like, you already are and you will be because I don't believe that we get, you know, children that we don't deserve to have. And like, you are the perfect mom for your daughter already. It's a good time for you to start stepping into that role, especially because 
you know, what's ahead is it's going to be hard. And, and, you know, that security of knowing like I am the person that my daughter needs for me to be is going to help you kind of like stay on track. And that should be kind of like your true north. Right. So I just wanted to kind of give you that one piece of unsolicited. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And I receive it. Also, I think for and I know sometimes these episodes could be triggering for women who are in a season of either trying to get pregnant or maybe they haven't met the right person or, you know, so what words of advice would you have someone who's maybe like in that transitional season but i'm saying like what kept you i guess faithful and hopeful you know and, and eventually got you to this dream moment just the genuine desire to become a mother to have a family it was always present and even though it seemed like it was never gonna happen or it was complicated or it was gonna take longer than expected i ne never gave up on it And I prayed for it in many different ways. I had prayer groups. I had people praying for me. I did the rosary. I did many ways. But I think the turning point came when I changed my job. I, I mean, I'm still working for the same company, but I changed the show that I was working. So I had a big change in my life and I was fearless of what was going to happen and just open to what was coming that I allowed myself for many other things to change. And that included my expectations of, of when and how it was going to happen. It's not easy. And throughout the journey, especially when it's not happening, you start questioning, you start trying to figure out yourself. I strongly considered freezing my eggs. I thought about becoming a single mom. I thought about so many things, but nothing fulfilled what I eventually wanted, which was a family. And I just had to be patient. So you need to hold strong. You need to, you know, continue to do what you're doing and, and trust that it's going to happen. I remember we had, uh, we actually had dinner for your birthday. I want to say it's two years ago. It's the perfect example when you think something a change, maybe it's unwanted or this is a good change. Like you got to look at it from like a good perspective. And it's true. It's sometimes what you think is, is an obstacle or like a change that you didn't want is really is a protection or like a redirection to something that's even better. Absolutely. And you don't see it. And I remember perfectly what you said to me and, and where we were. And that was the year of change. And I've always done vision boards that year. I, I thought, well, I'm not going to do the vision board, which I've done every year. I wrote a letter to God and I told him, you know, sincerely and with my heart in my hand, exactly what I wanted in my partner. Because I, I was convinced that I wanted to have a partner and then I have a family, you know, partner, get married, have a family. Then I wrote him a letter and I did things different and I was open to it. And I think he, God saw my sincerity and my desire and, and figured out I was ready for the moment. And then within a year, so many things happened. I met my husband at work, which I thought would never happen, or I was even close to the idea of ever considering having some sort of relationship with someone at work because work was work and personal life is personal life. But little did I know that it was going to be at work that I was going to find, you know, the met of my dreams. And then I allowed myself to embrace that, to cherish that, to live that. And I realized that that's the person who I wanted to be. And soon after we were both on the same path in terms of wanting something formal and, you know, wanting a family eventually. So things did happen quickly. 
if you want to say that, but there's no certain time or, or, or limit to when things should happen. I th- just think that when you're ready, they come. And I know that God made me wait a lot, but then he also surprised me, giving me everything very quickly. So I was engaged uh, soon after we planned the wedding. I said seven months to plan a wedding and we did. I had a beautiful wedding that I dreamed of. And, you know, that came along with the news of having a baby. And we, we, we did want something quick. I didn't know or expect it was going to be that quick, but I embraced it and here I am. So 2023 was an amazing year and 2024 is going to be even better. Mike, can I ask, how did you meet your husband? Like, what's that like? I met, I met Anwar at work and we do get to see a lot of people. And, but I met him on the weekends and this is the deal. I was working before Monday through Friday morning shift. I would wake up at 4 a.m. I would be out by noon, but everybody else is working. So I had very little time to to connect with friends and therefore meet other people. So it was a challenge. And then I started working on the weekends. And then I figure out when am I going to meet someone if the weekend is when people go out and I had to work. So I was like frustrated that this was not happening. So Anwar, who used to live in New York, came to Miami. He works on the weekdays, but you know, one thing led to another. My producer was out, so they asked him to come in and fill for that producer that weekend, and that's when I meet him. And there was something in him. I physically, I, I think he's very handsome. He's tall. He has dark hair. Uh, his eyes. Um, very. You know, I, I hadn't seen him obviously at work, and I felt attracted to him. But I was like, wait a minute. He's we're working. I don't know how to do this. You know. But I also was allowing myself to relax and I had written my letter to God. So I, I knew that if whoever came would be either someone who was going to be that person or, or get me closer to finding that person anyway. So his brother works with me as well. And I asked the brother, you know, I saw him, so that's your brother, blah, blah, blah. And then that's how I started finding out a little bit more about him. And, and we had a break. We went to have dinner him, his brother, and myself. And I found myself, you know, talking to him and our conversation just went very easily. And it's been like that since we both are able to talk about everything and anything. He understands my job, my work, my schedule, and I understand his as well. And he's been very supportive. So what I thought could be a burden and work, you know, meeting someone at work turned out to be one of the biggest uh, things that had, could happen because especially then I needed the support of someone who would understand that I was working on the weekends. And we made it work, even though he, he went back to his regular schedule Monday through Friday and I was working on the weekends. We managed to meet up for coffee like on a Wednesday uh, or even on the weekends every dinner break that I had, Saturday and Sunday, he would make sure that he was around the Ral area so we could have dinner together. And that's when I knew that there was the effort and intention to really getting to know each other. So that's why I think, you know, the times that we spent together were quality times and we were very honest with each other. I didn't put up a guard, which maybe I had done in the past. And I was just myself. And yeah, that's how how it, it evolved. It started and evolved. I, I went to my Tia and Anwar's wedding and I, I can honestly say it was one of the most romantic weddings I've been in a long, long time. And it was truly when Maiti says I wrote a letter to God, it was like an answer prayer for her, but also for him as well. You know, like you could tell that they, they met at the right time at the right moment. And the fact that them want the same things, like life things, yeah. you know, at the same time really unites a couple. So girls, if you're listening out there, do not settle. 
write your letter, be very specific, and God will listen, you know. And this is that person in your letter, do not settle. I actually have plans to do a vision board tonight, so I guess I have to <laughs> figure out, tweak that plan a little bit. I don't know, my skin here is not, I don't know why. Anyway, so we're so excited for you, my dear. Again, we, we're going to do an episode about the advice that we give mm-hmm. for, um, new moms. for new moms. Because I think sometimes, <laughs> yeah, we tend to forget those moments. But, you know, basically, you know, ask for help, prioritize yourself as well. Any baby needs a strong, you know, well-cared-for mom. I'm just so excited for you, and, and I'm praying that everything's going to go well. And we're just looking forward to meeting baby girl. Yes. Uh, here's another unsolicited <laughs> advice. But, you know, every mom that shares their story, regardless of how their story happened, they came out on the other side and and they moved on. Right. And everybody then continues. For me, like the real stuff starts when you get home. You know, the the second that you bring your baby home is when the movie begins. You know, everything before that is kind of like the trailer to get (laughs) you there. But that's when it starts. And, you know, just... Keep your eye on the prize, which is coming home and, you know, doing whatever you decide to do when you bring your baby home. I was actually just telling Victoria yesterday that the day that I brought her home, because she was asking me, she was going to meet some babies yesterday. And she's like, mommy, I don't speak babies, so I can't talk to them. Victoria, you just talk to them normal. She goes, but I mean, did you talk to me normal? I go, yeah, I spoke to you normal. And I told her the first day I brought you home, I carried you and I gave you a tour of the house. I gave you a tour of the house because I got that from um, some class that I went to. Yeah, you haven't talked to them. But they were like, but no, but like, they're like, if a stranger comes to, not a stranger, but like if a loved one comes to your house for the first time, most people, you walk them around the house and you're like, this is this and this is that, or if they're going to stay with you even more so. And so I go, I carried you and I walked around the house with you and I gave you a tour of the house. And I told you like, this is a garage. This is where your dad keeps his very old cars and like, get used to this and this is your room and this is our room or whatever that's where you begin the relationship so I, it, I was just reminiscing on that so for you you know think about that day that you're gonna bring your baby home and how special that that's gonna be for you and that that's where your journey really is gonna start thank you I take that advice as well and I cherish it and I will remember you and I've heard your podcast and I've tried to prepare as much as I can. And I'm grateful that I will have a support system that will help me through this and guide me. And and, and I'm excited. I think it's it's a new chapter that will start soon. It has started, but it'll start when baby comes home. But I'm excited and looking forward to it. Enjoy it. Thank you. We love you. Thank you, ladies. La quiero.